Hello and welcome to possibly the shortest episode of The Partial Historians that we will ever make. I'm Dr. Ad. And I'm Dr. G. We thought that since today is the Eyes of March, that we would record a very short commentary on an adaptation of Caesar's assassination. Yeah, and I think this adaptation of Caesar's assassination actually brings home just how powerful this moment in history has been from a Western history perspective. Definitely. So what are we talking about? It is the season five finale of Game of Thrones, when the character Jon Snow, at that moment commander of the Night's Watch, is assassinated by his fellow members of the Night's Watch, the Crows. Yeah, and what a disturbing scene, because the way it plays out, obviously like Game of Thrones, everything's dark and a bit dim most of the time anyway, Mm. and it is night at the Night's Watch. Um, When he's called out, they tell him basically that his Uncle Benjen has been found, and he goes out to look into this further and enters a circle of men. And as he does and realises that there's nobody there to be seen, the first stab is cast as it were yes and it's ca- it's cast by a character Alyssa Thorne who was a rival of Jon Snow's didn't really like him didn't like his approach to things particularly didn't like the fact that Jon in the most recent episodes before this assassination takes place had helped to bring the wildlings who had been the opponents of the Night's Watch for long long time that's their whole point really they sit on the wall they watch it they make sure the the wildlings don't come through and he didn't like the fact that john had decided no we have to unite against this bigger common enemy we have to put those sorts of historical divisions behind us and so he brought them back to the wall and they don't like this they don't like john snow's politics they'd always been rivals and it's this guy who had been his main competitor for the position of commander that administers the first blow Yes, and then we hear the phrase for the watch mm. being used. And this leads basically to a lineup of men from the Night's Watch who are clearly part of Thorne's faction, mm. one by one, stepping forward from the circle, issuing a stab wound and saying for the watch. Yes. But it even, even these parallels uh, to Caesar's assassination uh, sort of only get us so far. It's what happens at the very end of this scene that I think is the real cincher for this parallel. Absolutely. So there is a child that Jon Snow has been fairly close with who's become part of the watch, okay, after you know horrible things happened to him in typical Game of Thrones fashion. And Jon's always kind of looked out for this kid, Ollie. Okay, they've been very close. This kid comes through the crowd of men that have been gathered around Jon Snow and he gazes at Jon Snow, who's of course been stabbed to ribbons by this point in time, but he's still alive. And Jon says to him, Ollie, and it's very much an etu brute moment, isn't it, Dr. G? It is. And Ollie's face in this moment is there is fear, there is sadness. You can tell that the character is on the brink of tears. Mm. And you get this sense that. Ollie has been brought forward to witness this moment. And it's the point at which it turns and Ollie offers what would be the final stab wound that we witness, that you realize that he is performing the role of Brutus in this scene. And those tears that he's about to shed are for the thing that he has to do to prove himself to the other men. It's a a huge like homosocial moment 
of inculcation into a particular type of violence that in order for Ollie to be considered separate and distinct from Jon Snow mm. and to align himself under the protective faction led by Alistair Thorne, he has to do this thing. You get the sense he doesn't want to do it, but he goes through with it anyway. Absolutely. And of course, the parallels are interesting in that I think we're fairly certain that Brutus wasn't actually Caesar's son, but certainly there were rumours that he was. That's not what Colleen McCulloch tells us. I know, right? And certainly Caesar had been responsible at some point for making sure that Brutus lived. He, he had been responsible for saving his life, much as Jon Snow has been responsible for saving Ollie's life in a sense. So there is that connection still between the different characters that we're talking about here, which makes it incredibly poignant. It is. And I think when we think about the Ides of March, it's one of those sort of standout dates from history, partly because the way that we know about the date Calling it the Ides reminds us back to the Roman calendar itself. It's not the 15th of March, it's the Ides of March. Yes. And that flow-on effect of thinking about what happens in positions of power, how is power utilised, how is power maintained, and what happens when you have a single person given so much and placed into such a position or to take on so much for themselves that they become their own weakness. It's interesting, actually, because in so many ways, I would say Jon Snow is not at all a Caesar-like character, you know, in that he doesn't seem... He is actually someone that the Romans would go crazy for because he never really wants power. But at the same time, he can't sit back and let things go on the way that they've always been done because he recognises the need for reform. So he is kind of an interesting parallel. And he also does have, although we won't know it at this point of the series, obviously, but I'm not afraid of spoilers because, hey, if you haven't watched Game of Thrones by now, I'm sorry, that's on you. (laughs) But basically, he does have a special bloodline as well, although he doesn't know it at this moment in time. I know. Hello, Venus. Anyway, so we just wanted to mark the occasion of Caesar's assassination because it is such a pivotal moment in Rome's own history, but it's also become something that people have gone back to, including the Games of Thrones (laughs) creators, um, again and again, I think. Yeah, and so keeping in mind, it's never good to stab somebody. No. We don't recommend it. No. Um, And this is not an endorsement for political assassination. No, God, no, no. We just think it's interesting that this assassination has loomed so large and it's often a touchstone for when people have to imagine similar situations in creative settings, even into the 21st century. 